let's lay that track down. Keep it going. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Orgasm. That's where it makes sense. Get your out. Time for SpongeBob. He actually got so fun. Now we gotta get to the chorus. You know what time it is? Sing along! Sweet victory! Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, enough of that. That's a strong opener if I've ever heard one. Beat that, Big Bomb Podcast! Beat that, Joe Rogan! Joe Rogan, you ain't nothing! You ain't nothing! Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about? Uh, I wonder if it hasn't been made clear yet. Well, it's if the it one and only. Clear it up. One we of are the talking greatest. about a series of evolved beings living deep beneath the waves of the ocean, teaching life lessons to our children for oh, I don't know, twenty-five years now, roughly. Twenty-five years. And even though that sounds vague, I think you know exactly what I'm saying when I'm talking about the man with square pants and a sponge of Bob. SpongeBob SquarePants, <laughs> the one, the only. Uh, what it, we we decided to also do a themed drink because I mean you know look SpongeBob is iconic. I mean literally, a cultural phenomenon. For sure, yeah. Phenomenon. Phenomenon. <laughs> no, yeah. What do we call this drink? We call it the Bikini's Bottom. Bikini Bottom. Yes. Bikini a lot. So everybody prepare your drinks at home, prepare your butts, because we are going to dive deep into this drink with Scout, our aficionado of alcohol. Yes, we, we, we went a little crazy. I don't think this is anything that's ever been made before, personally. Uh, I just, I've never heard of it, but we took a lot of in strange ingredients from like Dollar Scout, General. Scout, can I just or... say, you're genius. It frightens me. I, I'm scared of myself. <laughs> no. So we took a weird juice from the Dollar General, accidentally, actually. We, it, was, uh, it was supposed to be orange juice and pineapple juice, yep. but it also had banana, and I was like, you know what? Let's go for it. Mm-hmm. And that's We were both like, let's just do it. So then, it, it, so it's pineapple, uh, or, is it pineapple and orange juice? Pineapple, orange juice, and banana juice all in one mm-hmm. with some grenadine. And Malibu rum coconut, which the Malibu rum coconut also had mango in it. So we just got a big fruit bowl of oh, yeah. liquor with some cherries to garnish it. So I really do not know how this is going to taste, but I'm excited to try it out right now. Are you ready well, for this? Well, cheers to it, everybody. Clink. It's a plastic cup, so it did not make a yeah, <laughs> satisfying sound. It up, but it's still good. All right, let's give it a try. It's wow. very punchy. I love that. It tastes like fruit punch That's for dangerous. sure. dangerous. It's like um, whenever you used to go to those college parties and they had that whole cooler just full of some strange liquid and they're like, yeah, it's jungle juice, man. Whatever that it's shit a very is, vague it's just name. like that. Yeah. It's a very vague like, jungle juice. Is, but I know it's going to get me messed up. It's a spike punch. You're like, oh, it I'm going to be safe. looking like SpongeBob and Patrick when they had all that ice cream. And uh, remember in the movie? Oh, when they were hungover. <laughs> And, like, every illusion was that they were getting blackout drunk in that, in that movie. They held no punches with uh, appeasing to the adult humor. Subtly, just subtly enough that no one would know. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's a good combo. Uh, I'm really excited to get into it because I it, this was a part of my childhood as much as it was yours. Oh, yeah. And now, I swear, like, every three months, there's a whole new SpongeBob meme of just, like... 
you know, SpongeBob getting up from a chair. All right, I'm going to head out. SpongeBob looking oh, like a so chicken true. and being like, that time when your mom oh. walks in on you choking the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by far, I think arguably it's the most memeable show out there. I mean, yeah. there's so many memes, but dude, that, that show, nothing compares to SpongeBob. For sure. <laughs> so you said 25 years. Roughly, I think it came out what ninety five. Let me fact check. That I, I know, <laughs> like I remember watching the first episode. So I mean, I'm twenty seven, so it wouldn't surprise me if it was twenty five years old. First episode was nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Wow. So, so I was twenty three years. I was five years old when the first episode came out. You know, the first episode I ever watched. What was it? Rock bottom. Oh, that one's freaky. Because I had never seen it, but I remember it was me and my sister and my brother sitting on the bed, like, watching this new show, um, and it was, I, we were laughing hysterically. Remember when he gets the chocolate bar and he's like, mm, every time he pushes <laughs> on the chocolate bar, the bus starts revving its engine. I love how he's like, even the soil is different here, and it's got a face on it. He's like, would you mind putting me down? He's like, oh! <laughs> so funny. Yeah, that was my first venture into the uh, to the SpongeBob That's world. What about you? Well, do you remember? Mine was the pilot episode, very first really? episode, "Help Wanted," and then wow. yeah, I, it was playing that famous song where it's like, having a wonderful time, and then he's just like flinging out all the burgers to all the anchovies. It was good. Wow, that was funny. And then I think the next one was the one where he was like, hey, you finished with those errands yet? Squid's Day Off? <laughs> Squid's oh, my Day God. Off, that yes. episode frightens me. What I love about the show is there's so many eerie, like, unsettling episodes, which yes. weirdly are my favorite. I love shows like Courage the Cowardly Dog and, like, Don't yeah. Hug Me, I'm Scared. Like, I like that kind of eerie, weird yeah, stuff. Like, like, throws things out of left field on you. Yeah, we are just kind of like, whoa, this kind of seems... Uh... You know what's weird, though? Okay, so I'm not going to get to my whole overarching thesis yet but a little sneak peek here my thoughts about spongebob is what makes it different than even the other great shows where they have like top quality animation good jokes an awesome writing staff you know just like bursting with creativity they keep a central theme of spongebob and patrick remain innocent no matter what happens that's why when you're an adult, you identify more with Squidward, right? And when you're a kid, you yeah, love SpongeBob. That's true. Because when you're a kid, you're like, Squidward's just a sourpuss. And you like really focus on the childlike innocence of SpongeBob and Patrick. Wow. And that, I feel like that theme, that innocence prevails at the end of it all, that's such a, like, a really good sense of escapism that we are missing in this day and age. And I think that's why it means so much to so many people. It's got that sense of innocence still preserved. Whoa! Whoa! Shit. <laughs> that, right, that's really that that's some depth, man. Yeah, I've been thinking about it because um, you know, like anyone in my family, if you ask them, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, his favorite show growing up was SpongeBob." It was like absolutely. always in the background. Always, our playing. parents hated it. I know, right? Didn't you try to show it to your wife not too long ago? And she was like, "I hate his voice." Yeah, so she annoying. she watched it a little bit growing up, but Amber does not particularly like. The Sounds SpongeBob. like a dying dolphin being stabbed repeatedly. <laughs> dude um oh man well okay well everybody knows the og episodes are like season one to four you yes, know what i mean those are are like the, for me those are the best episodes they've got the best ones i mean the new ones are obviously really good i'll watch tell you them, why but what's your theory well it's not even a theory this is just some cold this is facts. hard facts i'm not to brick on all y'all Anyway, Stephen <laughs> Hillenburg, the creator, Stephen Hillenburg, he left after season three, and he made that first big movie. He was like, all right, I'm done. This is like 60 episodes. 
he never thought it would get more than one season when he first pitched it. He was like, ah, it's just kind of like an out of left field idea that I had because yeah. he's a marine biologist, too. right? So Which he is was so like, great. Also. Yeah, he pitched it, and then we're gonna talk about the pitch too because that's legendary. But I heard about that. I read about that. After the third season, he was like, all right, I'm done. And so I think that's why when you look on YouTube, like funniest moments on SpongeBob, when you look, uh, when you talk to people about it, what they remember are those first three or four seasons. Because that's yeah. when all the original writing staff was there. That's when the magic was happening. I agree. Yeah, Steven Hillenburg is the man. And dude, that SpongeBob movie, I remember when that came out, man. Like, I remember we went uh, we went to Burger King with my grandma. Mm-hmm. And they, were, they were, had, like, the toys, you know, like the Happy Meals. I was really young. Yeah. And they had SpongeBob watches, bro. And I got a SpongeBob oh, watch. I think I remember that because they had all the main characters. Yeah. Right? Like, and then, like, the watch face would flip to, like, a SpongeBob character. And then it would flip and be, like, the time. And I remember right after that, we went to go see the movie. And, like, legendary. That movie, to this day, is, like, the ultimate road trip movie. movie. hilarious. It's such a good road trip movie. Everyone loves a good road trip movie, you know? <laughs> That movie, oh man, that movie is so good. But yeah, season one through three, and even four, a lot of four, to me is like the OG episodes. I, I love the fact that SpongeBob SquarePants is one of those shows that can genuinely get away with so much. And people are like, oh, but it's so good. Like the fact that they murdered the health inspector, tried to <laughs> tried to bury him, and then he had to stuff him in his <laughs> in his hat and go hide him in the freezer. And yet you watch it like, man, this is hilarious. Like the fact uh, that they get away with that is so One of my so favorite funny. jokes in the first seasons was when him and Mr. Krabs are sitting in the back of that police car. And Mr. Krabs <laughs> is trying to hint to SpongeBob. He's like, I want you to put that shovel, shovel in the freezer when we get back. And the cops are sitting in the front. And SpongeBob's like, yeah, sure, I understand about the shovel. But what do you want me to do about the bot? And then Mr. Krabs grabs him by the lips. And he goes, bottles of soda. Yeah, same thing, same thing. Put him in the freezer. Put him in the freezer as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that I guess that brings us to our first question. What is your favorite episode? Before we get into like the crazy right. theories and the lore and all that, what is your favorite so, all-time episode? Or, or you know what? There's too many good ones. I'd say your top three. Let's do the sploosh. This is the dive, the deep jump into my childhood memories. Here we go. So I'm going to divide it into two tiers. Tier one is seasons one through four because those are awesome. That's a good one. And then I'll pick out one or two episodes that I remember from the later seasons. Because there are still a few goodies. I want to give them credit. Like, you know, they still put a lot of work into the show. I just think inevitably it's going to degrade further and further in quality as more and more of the original writing staff Oh, like the Sponge Coral? Uh, the camp, the camp coral, coral don't uh, get me started yeah. on camp coral. We're not going to talk about that. That was just the We're soulless cash grab. But anyway, <laughs> okay. So my favorite ones, I love band geeks. That one is just filled to the brim with hilarious jokes. Yeah, it is. I love when he's like, um, they end up showing up, even though Squidward was like totally prepared to say they all died. And he's just like, this is exactly <laughs> how I thought your band would look. And SpongeBob's like, I'm dancing. And he's like, that's his eager face. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> So Band yeah. Geeks, that's a good one. That's Obviously, a great one. Hilarious. And that'll tie into my Squilliam theory. Be ready for Ooh, that. Ooh, I don't know. I love, I'm it's excited. One of conspiracy theories. Uh, another favorite one also has Squilliam in it, actually. Remember when uh, Squidward tries to turn the restaurant into a fancy dining place? Yeah. And SpongeBob, he's like, the only thing you know are fine dining, breathing. Fine dining and breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one in a long time. I need to rewatch that. That sounds hilarious. That one is so funny. All right, so those are some good ones. What about the later season ones, though? There is one that is pretty weird if you actually think about it and say it out loud. It's called Feral Friends. 
Um, everyone's sitting and enjoying their time in Bikini Bottom, and then a giant green moon called Neptune's Moon comes out of a volcano and starts turning everyone into their primitive fish forms. Oh my god, And then yeah. they start trying to eat all the regular characters. <laughs> oh I'm like, god. what the heck? Yes, I remember that. That's so funny. I love how, like, we're, we're, every single time we do a podcast, in the beginning, like, half hour and a half, or or the beginning, like, half hour, we try to keep it clean, but usually by the end, we drop some F-bombs accidentally, and we're like, oh, well, it's over now. You remember that? You know what I mean? Yeah. That last episode, (laughs) we we dropped a few bombs, but it's okay. I apologize. We don't give a shit. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Scott doesn't give a shit. <laughs> That's a good one. I, you know, I haven't seen that full episode, but I remember seeing that clip, and yeah, it was it was pretty horrifying. <laughs> you know what else, dude? The visceral imagery of like when they do the close-ups, where it's like well drawn out, and how like disgusting. Oh yeah, it is. Like, like Squidward's thighs when he eats all those. Even my bags guys. have bags, and it like zooms in on his. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting yeah or like Spongebob when he hasn't slept for a long time and it zooms in on his face yeah he's got like crusties and like leakage going on yeah Uh, so the guy who animated those disgusting close ups he went on to animate um, not just him but you know it was like a few main people Right, right. but the guy who was really responsible for doing the gross close ups getting them started he made uh, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy Mm. Which, if you think about it, that's pretty. Makes a that's lot a, of sense. Yeah, it's a very gross-out show. <laughs> it is. Uh, let's see. Let's see. My favorite episodes from the. I, I guess that's a good one from the OG season, like season one through three. I think I love for some reason again. I love like the eerie, weird shit. I don't know what it is about it, but that those things like that's why I love Courage the Cowardly Dog, and like I said, Don't Hug Me, I Scare, I'm Scared, and stuff like that. I love that kind of stuff. So yeah. I love Graveyard Shift. The hash slinging slasher, dude. The hash tringing, cash finging. It's so like creepy. I don't know. I don't. I like yes, it in a weird the way. The hash slinging slasher. I also really love wet painters. That one's hilarious. That one makes me crack up every single time. <laughs> so many hilarious moments in that. You mess up my dollar, Rama. You didn't think I would notice that, did you? <laughs> Remember that? One? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like. He's putting in the dollar. He's like, oh, Pat, no, 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 get it, get it, get it. Oh. And then he pushes it back in with both oh, hands. Oh, yeah, get it back in, get it, no. <laughs> and then it cuts to a scene when they're trying, like, doing the oh. montage of them trying to clean the dollar bill. And it cuts to a scene yes. where he's just hitting Patrick with a baseball bat. <laughs> he's like, all right, it didn't work. <laughs> we have technology. <laughs> it starts beating, yeah. So those are my two from the OG season. In the newer season... I I have two. I love Squidward trapped in clarinet land. Have you ever seen that uh, one? Yeah, that one's that weird. That one is so bizarre. I I it's like a bad acid trip. But if you if you have never seen it, viewers, you should watch that episode. I think it's season seven. It is so funny. And I also really love the one. I don't know why, but where the wind is blowing. And it goes through his holes and it makes these beautiful sound like the jellyfish follow him. So he goes into this cave for like years and draw makes these giant sculptures of himself. And then they're all of Bikini Bottom is like buried because it's been like hundreds of years. And then and it's like really weird. Like the ending is like aliens come to visit those sculptures he made. And it's like these have been standing here for hundreds of years. The jellyfish seasonally come here. No one knows why. And it just ends abruptly. It's like so weird. weird but it's like, I kind of like that. It's weird how they confirm aliens, though. 
They don't like, even care. They're like, yeah, whenever they, they did real. that episode where they took uh, Sandy's spaceship and they launched it and then they bagged up everyone in Bikini Bottom <laughs> thinking yeah. they're aliens. Yeah. And at the very end of the episode, they launch the spaceship again and it crashes on the moon. And you hear that creepy voiceover where they're like, SpongeBob, the aliens would like to have a word with you. Oh my God. <laughs> Freaky, man. I love it though. Yeah. Yeah. So the the new seasons do have a few goodies, I'll admit. But definitely season one through four, totally like so rewatchable because they're still hilarious yes. to this day. I okay. go to sleep to that show a lot. That's like my comfort go to sleep show. It's so It's strange. nonsensical, you It's know? like in the background consciousness of the American culture. Like people in their 20s and 30s right now. They'll watch it. They love it's it. It's so funny. I actually read a fact. I think it said 25% of the viewers of SpongeBob today, to this day, are all single uh, adults. Who are very lonely. Please call them. I mean... <laughs> I don't think they're lonely. They've got Spongebob. That's true. No, no. It is a, a good show for everyone. And now it's kind of passing on to the younger generation, you know? It is. Yeah, I guess our time... You know, we were young when it started, so now they have to kind of keep appeasing to the, the yeah. younger crowd. Because Journey and Knox, my, my niece and nephew, they watch it every single day. See? And they well, love Cam Coral. into a bunch of Squidwards. Yeah, it's so weird. We evolved, dude. Yeah. What about what about that creepy pasta Squidward episode? You remember that? Oh, uh, what is that about? Where he like blew his head off or something like that? You remember? Yeah, Squidward oh, got God. like depressed and suicidal. Yeah, that one was, I was hilarious. Of depression and suicidal. No, I'm just kidding. You guys, <laughs> I love that. Let's find a good segue here. <laughs> I'm, gonna eat I'm gonna this go cherry. into our first SpongeBob conspiracy theory. All right. So, some of the biggest questions in Spongebob, by the way, I want to credit um, a YouTube channel real quick, because I actually saw a lot of these conspiracies on Alex Bale's YouTube conspiracies. Oh, right. So check him out. They're hilarious. But I'm going to give you a little short and dirty version of it. Uh, One of them was, it talks about how Mr. Krabs served in the war. Yeah, he talked about that. he became really depressed after the war and everything. Well, there's a theory, because in the picture, or in the episode wet painters there's a picture of a boat and a giant whale trying to eat the boat and it shows up a few times in mr crab's house so the theory behind that is there was a war between the evolved fish of bikini bottom and the primitive fish like from feral friends whoa and he killed pearl's mother and kept pearl as his own daughter. Oh my and that's what those pictures God. are. And he even has that nightmare where he's catching the dollar and he says, I'm trying to catch the Moby dollar. And it's like, oh, my God. suspiciously like Moby it dick. Never... <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it never confirms her, his, her, her mother. Yeah, no one knows Whoa. who Pearl's mother is. And no one knows the secret ingredient of the uh, Krabby Patty formula. You know what's crazy? Mentioning that, I, I read a, a thing that uh, Stephen Hillenburg himself stated one time that the Krabby Patty is vegetarian. See, but what if they just couldn't cause controversy by admitting that really the secret ingredient of it is Pearl's mother's whale meat? All these, all those years, though. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of theories that that it's cannibalism. Oh, what if they're eating the feral fish? Well, think about it. Like, you know, the cr- the crusty crab is modeled after a a uh, crab cage, I believe, or a fish cage that fishers use. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. like, what if they? Man, this just makes the show darker. Like, what if they're taking people mm. and like cooking them up? And like the chum bucket. Think about it. What is chum? It's chopped up fish. 
Chum is literally fish. Oh my god, I'm scared. Hold me. <laughs> We're discovering some dark secrets. Yeah, this show. I wouldn't be surprised if the CIA has us on a list now. I don't even care. We've uncovered the real truth. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's. I love the dark theories. Like it makes this show. I don't know. It just. It's so childish. But now you're like, whoa! I yeah. see it like in a different way now as an adult. I always like the cannibalism one. I think that one's really interesting. That's what other theories theory. do you know about? I have one, but I, I think you probably know this one Let's too. See they say, okay, so Bikini Bottom is actually based off a real place called Bikini Atoll. Right, yeah, yeah. where they did the nuclear weapons testing. And that place is unlivable now, but there is mm-hmm. fish that are living there. And so their theory, obviously, is that SpongeBob and Bikini Bottom is based off of uh, that place where everything down there is like a basically fish Radiated, that were exposed right? to the, yeah, exactly, and the radiation. Evolved. Which would make perfect sense if yeah. you think about it. Yeah, see, and they had a war with the de-evolved fish, which oh Mr. Krabs was God. a part of, and they killed off all the dumb fish in the area and used them as their food now. Write that down, write that down. Everybody write that down. He's tenderizing He's the campground. Oh, man. man, I love that episode, too. Camping, camp, dude. Camping episode. Where Squidward just keeps getting beat up over and over. <laughs> and the bear run. points at the line of salt, and he goes, Oh, they hate crawling even more than running. I tell you what, when we were growing up, this is a weird memory that just popped in my brain. We watched the idiot box one where they both go into the box and like have the imagination. Like Squidward can hear the sounds, but he can't get it to work. I guess because he's too grown up. Right. You know? Which, again, follows the childlike innocence. Yes. Patrick. Oh! Okay. And so <laughs> we bought a box from a TV that my parents bought and we kept it. And me and my brother and sister went in there. And we, like, tried to make it happen. But it, obviously we were like, okay, this is stupid. I can't breathe. I'm suffocating. <laughs> it's really hot in here. But it was so fun at the time because I was like, man, what if, like, you could actually make it? I don't know. That episode's really good as well where Squidward tries I to get that. in, like, the little hat box. And he's like, this this, this is stupid. He turns on the TV. It's like nothing but box channels. <laughs> <laughs> because the boxing is like, all right, I guess this can't be really boxes. And a bunch of boxes are <laughs> It's so precise. It's hilarious. Okay. What um, other theories do you know? I love the theories. Another theory is. Wasn't there one about okay, Miss Puff that you sent so, me one time? The Mrs. Puff one's crazy that she has a past life where she um, was like a criminal and maybe murdered her husband or something like that. Oh, God. Because there's that scene where Mr. Krabs first meets Mrs. Puff and he's like. Who is that beautiful woman over there? And SpongeBob's like, oh, that's Mrs. Puff, my driving teacher. And he's like, Mrs. Puff? And he's like, oh, well, you know, her husband's not around anymore. And Mr. Krabs' like, oh, what happened to her? And then it cuts to a actual real-life puffer fish used as a lamp. Oh, my God. And then he comes back to SpongeBob and he goes, she doesn't like to talk about it. Jeez. Wow. There's other things like Mrs. Puff... There's a scene where she goes out into the boat that SpongeBob was given for his birthday, and she's about to like drive off with it or whatever. And she's like, "Let's see if I still remember how to do this." And then she goes, "It makes like a, a balloon animal," and she's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> just like so absurd." But it's a whole theory that she's like, "What?" <laughs> she had to start a new life and like get rid of her old identity because she was involved in some serious crime before she moved to Bikini Bikini Bottom. Dude. Cuz she's like I love that I'm going to have to start a new boating school with a new name. No. 
Not again. <laughs> oh my god. There's definitely some darkness going on there. Each character has their own horrible one. past. I love the one where she uh, is riding with Spongebob and she like starts going insane and she goes to jail and like she keeps being Ooh. visited by Spongebob. And then at the very end of the episode, it all starts over. Every time. Yeah, it keeps like repeating over and over yeah. again. She's like, oh, just forget it. <laughs> it never picks up after that. <laughs> they never address it. Oh, man. I okay, viewers. That. So you've heard us ranting and raving about the glory days of Spongebob. Um, I want you... If you could, my dearest friend, tell them a little bit about Stephen Hillenburg. No, you, my dearest friend. So yeah. Stephen Hillenburg, yeah, like you said, he was a marine biologist. I did he passed away though, which was really did he sad, really? right? Yeah, he no. passed away. And no, say it isn't so. Yeah, I believe I he just passed away not very long ago. What? Like, oh my god! I know. What was the day he died? Two thousand eighteen. Yeah, he died. How did he die? And um, yeah. ALS? You know, what a lot of people, like the deep fans, which again, this show has to continue to evolve. Oh, That's the main what? fact. That's so sad. You know, it has to keep appealing to the younger generation, but a lot of people got really butthurt about the Camp Coral because they knew Steven Hillberg didn't want to go through with that. He wasn't, like, into that idea. But when he passed away... Butthurt. That's legitimate, like, a backslap or a backhanded. But you gotta think, like... From the kids I know, they love Camp Coral. The younger kids, you know they what do. I mean. So it's like That's we're good. growing a new evolution of of SpongeBob fans. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, Steven Hillberg, like you said, was a marine biologist, and I think you probably know more about his very first pitch to them than I do. I just know like the basics, but yeah, the fact I, I just know that he came in really strong, and that was one of the deciding factors of getting the show published. I do know that SpongeBob. His first form when they were trying to draw him out was like an actual sponge, but it looked like a like a sea sponge, but it looked like a potato with eyeballs. And so they're <laughs> like, "Yeah, no, this is not good." So they went with like a kitchen sponge, and they were like, oh, "This will work," and that okay. and that's how they got SpongeBob. Uh, I don't know where the pants came from, but <laughs> <laughs> the but, pants came because Tom Kenny was like, "Oh, he looks like a SpongeBob with some kind of square pants." That was literally the whole thing. Tom Kenny made Tom a Kenny? offhand comment. Oh, like, dude, we gotta talk about it. Tom Kenny at some point, because that guy's Legendary a legend. He plays Gary, Spongebob, and the narrator. And he plays thousand uh, years later. Ice King. Ice King. Uh, Gunter. The... Gunter? He does okay, both. He plays the jelly bean in Rick and Morty, the rapist jelly bean. Oh, God. And he the squonk. The... That guy, Squonch. <laughs> Tom King's in everything. He, he is Tom amazing. Is. He was uh, the the that Mexican bull guy in the uh, Foster Home for Imaginary Friends. Oh, Eduardo. Eduardo, yeah, Eduardo. that guy. Yeah, he uh, he would they, um, a lot of actors who would go with him, like you know Jeremy Shada and Olivia Olsen or whatever. When they were doing Adventure Time, they'd say it's like watching a schizophrenic guy because he would go back and forth. Because like if he had a scene with Gunther and Ice King, he would just do all of it in one. He'd be like. Gunther, who told you you could fly? Whack. Okay, well, you're a pain. Like, he would just like go back and forth, and they'd just be sitting there like, dude, this guy is a freaking pro. He's insane. <laughs> like, he's... Uh, and he's older, so, so he, he started off with like a real old school Looney Tune sense of humor. Yeah. Sensibility. Yeah. You know, but he stayed strong. Him and Roger Bumpus, I think is the name of the Patrick? Uh, voice actor for Patrick. Yeah, They're good right. friends now. They're they great friends. So yeah, they're like besties, man. So it works out. It's so good. Like, Tom Kinney, yeah. He he's amazing. I love that guy, and he's really apparently like a really nice person. Like he's always straight, stayed true to like 
he's he's very nice like he's a down-to-earth person and uh anyone who's ever met him has always said like he was really kind both outside and inside of I regular lives yeah he seems yeah, like, he seems like a, i mean come person. on play like, spongebob like you can't be a jerk yeah and he does that little thing on his throat with the fingers so he can yeah, yeah he fingers his throat yeah yeah so anyway <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you a little about steven hillenberg the guy who created this yes show. yes we got a little sidetrack there but we're gonna go back on track because I actually want to mention a few cool things about him. Uh, number one, he grew up and originally he was always interested in animation and drawing and things like that. But his parents were like, you know, you want to do something that's going to make you money. It's going to be useful. And mm. so that's why he went with the marine biology at first. Which probably helped him in the end, considering. Yeah, it's yeah, so I mean. weird because these were two completely unrelated things. Animation and marine biology. And he found a way to fuse them into something amazing perfect you know and so that just goes to show even if you have more if you're like a jack of all trades kind of person if there's something you're really passionate about try mixing it in a new way and you never know what could happen like, you could fuse them you could be the most legendary Steven universe <laughs> <My diamond. laughs> sorry i've been watching that again sorry love that show uh, but anyway, he I didn't know to, that 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 yeah that was the reason he became a marine biologist. But it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and he saw how much the kids loved like the intertidal zone creatures, like the nice. starfish and clams and stuff. And so he made a little comic because the people who worked at the place that he that he worked at they were like, hey, can you make a comic for the kids, a kind of like educational thing? Oh, and wow, so the that's main awesome. character in it was called Bob the Sponge, and he would say no Bob the Sponge's adventures in the intertidal Dude. zone. That is sick. Yeah, I don't know where I the squirrel know came that. from, but that's still funny. Who knows, man? That's a genius squirrel from outside <laughs> the ocean, from Texas somewhere. <laughs> yeah, another interesting thing, I found out there's this French guy who, he was kind of like the David Attenborough of like the 80s and 70s. He would be like, and now we are going to see the coral reef outside of Australia. And here we have the dolphin. <laughs> and he would like do a lot of soothing narrations. So Whoa. you can see how that translated from his childhood into the show. Oh, with the know. French narrator. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jacques Cousteau. It's based on him. Holy crap. My mind's being blown. Blow it. Away. Blow me. Away. Away. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Well, we'll talk, talk about the uh, his first. Didn't you say there was like a crazy thing about his first yes. uh, interview or whatever? Okay. So before he went to the first pitch to Nickelodeon, he went to CalArts. I have to mention that oh because i feel like the more sh episodes we do we realize like everybody's from cal arts who makes these legendary shows you know oh man like the guys who did uh rick and morty from cal arts the guys who did adventure time pendleton wars from cal arts whoa i didn't know a that. alex hirsch from cal arts he did gravity falls wow all these people i'm pretty sure the chick who does steven universe rebecca sugar she's from cal arts Wow, all these people. We need to go there. I know, right? I feel like it's... <laughs> We're working on an idea. We need to put it now. <laughs> we are. Okay, so yeah, let me break into the story of their actual pitch for SpongeBob to Nickelodeon. Because this is where it all started, viewers. This is this was the first the first steps of the creation of SpongeBob. So, I mean, you got to make right. a good impression. you got to make a strong opening. That's right. He came in with a machine gun. And he said, you... Fellas, wanna play rough? Okay. And then he made a show about yeah. that. Every episode cool. is about that moment. Secretly about Scarface. Somehow. And him taking it into a mass <laughs> shooting situation. He did cocaine. No, okay, anyway. Steven Hilberg, R.I.P. You did not do cocaine. Oh, yeah, now I feel disrespectful. No, I, feel I just, just realized I feel died. irreverent. Oh. 
<laughs> he would laugh. I bet he would. He would have a chuckle, a good chuckle. Okay. Anyway, so in his pitch, he brought a real fish tank into the boardroom with all these people in suits. You know, he had a ukulele and he played the opening theme, and then he nice. put like a drawing of SpongeBob in there, and he was like, "Here's the spar star Sponge Dude Triangle Tie," and they were like, "Huh." I love everything about it except his name. I hate the name. Sponge Dude Triangle Tie is not going to work. So they're like, wow. fine, fine. We'll read SpongeBob SquarePants. And they were like, all right, yeah, I'm sold. And you normally, like, you have to wait a couple weeks for them to get back to you and they debate on it. Yeah. They came back in like 10 minutes later. They're like, wait, you still here? All right, we're in. Come we're on, in. Give, us, give us the episode. Great dis- great decision on their part. Nickelodeon. Like, like you, when you think Nickelodeon, that's the only thing you really think about is SpongeBob. You know what I mean? That, and I always think about the old um, slime things where they'd have, like, the kids on and then oh, this, dump a yeah, huge yeah. bucket of green goo on people. Yes. I wonder how many times Tom's Kinney has been gooed. I bet he's been he's gooed probably a couple gooed times <laughs> by the Nickelodeon people. They've gooed him. They've gooed on him. This, this seems time. inappropriate now that we're just saying. <laughs> Like all the kids from the good all over my face. 2000s. Oh god! <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's called being slimed. Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. I right. know. I know. Slime, whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. such a. I mean, like that's just that's so creative. A way to pitch an idea, you know? Like you go in there, you're wearing the Hawaiian shirts, right. you, you create the vibe, and I just I think that's such a owed to how he was as a person like he was so creative and willing to go out on a limb i mean you think about how like outlandish spongebob was compared to old cartoons you know what i mean like it's so out there it's so bizarre and it really if you think about it it changed the culture of cartoons i think today you know what i mean i agree yeah because they started a lot of that like absurd humor yeah just benign, just crazy i'm gonna tell you ridiculous humor this joke is probably one of the best of the first three seasons it's in the same episode where uh, Squidward turns the restaurant into a fine dining place when he meets Squilliam. Yeah, yeah. Squilliam's like, I bet you're a cashier. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Spongebob. unibrow. <laughs> they ask what his name is, and he's like, accused to all the Spongebobs in his brain, and he's like, where's his name? Who threw out his name? And they're like, look, none of us are real. You know, we're all just an advanced metaphor to explain the concept of abstract thought. And then he's like, one more crack like that, and you're out of here. No, please, I have kids! <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> See what I mean? They appease the, the adult humor, so that way adults can enjoy it. Ah, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Man. Oh, speaking of. <laughs> Time for conspiracy number two, mother truckers. Squillium? Yes. Yes. Okay, I want to hear this so bad. Here we go. So there is a theory that Squilliam is actually obsessed with Squidward and basically spends all his money trying to make Squidward think that he's rich and that he's successful when really he's a loser. Still rich, but a loser. And the idea behind it, yeah, he does just show up very randomly to screw with Squidward for no reason. Yeah, (laughs) right. And there's also a theory that okay, so Squilliam. Remember that episode where Squidward, it's in Band Geeks. Squilliam originally calls and says, I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be busy, so I can't do this uh, yeah. bubble bowl. You do it. Yeah. And then at the end, Squilliam shows up at the bubble bowl. Oh, so my God. So did he God. really not have plans at all the whole time? I just wanted to see if Squidward could do it. So you wanted to see him fail. And then Squidward was walking up on Squilliam and all of his friends. In, uh, I think it's like Squilliam Returns or something. And he's like, it's okay. Just picture all of them in their underwear. 
oh no, he's hot. Remember that? <laughs> and Squidward's like buff. And then... No, what? Yes. Wait, what? Yes, there's, when is that? There's a scene where Squidward is nervous in front of Squilliam and his friends. And he's like, just picture all of them in their underwear. And then it shows Squilliam with like this huge buff body. And, like, I do not remember that. He's like, that. oh no, he's hot. What episode is I don't remember. I'd have to find it. Oh my god, that is hilarious, man. <laughs> but then, in one of the later seasons, again, Alex Bale showed me this theory, so you guys should check out his video to get the full story. But long story short, there are pictures of Squidward in Squilliam's house. Okay? And for a guy who hates Squidward, why would he have pictures of him in his house? He, whoa, Unless he has a picture. Maybe Dude. they were former lovers. Whoa. In college. And that's why they hate each other now. And that's why he knows what Squilliam looks like when he's naked. Oh, oh my god. I just have my mind shit. blown here. <laughs> I love that Squidward has art of himself all <laughs> in his house. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so weird. Like, the Squidward the Unfriendly Gross when he makes a wax figure of himself. Like, what's going on there? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, where uh, SpongeBob and Patrick have that coffin and they're like, all right, get in. Man. <laughs> Yeah. God, that was, what, what, is, what is it? He's like, yeah. All right, time to get. Oh, wait, wait. What's the one where they, speaking of the coffin, this is co-related, where they go into the club SpongeBob and they get launched and then like he's like, oh, no, it's over. We're never going to get out of here. And Pat, SpongeBob's like, it's not over, Squidward. And then it pans over to Patrick who's like nailing a, a nail into a coffin. He's like, wait, it's not? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't get in. No, I can get in. I've been into plenty of clubs. <laughs> I'll have you know I'm a part of 13 consecutive clubs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Dude. Yeah. So, um, there's a cool, a bunch of old references to Steven Hillenburg making some cartoons before SpongeBob. The church bells are ringing, y'all. Oh, God. I was like, uh, what's going on here? It's <laughs> Rodney Trion Synth, though. Same name. Okay. So, anyway. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyway, the, he made this uh, animated clip called The Green Berets. Stephen Hillenberg did. After or middle did, or before? Before he did SpongeBob when oh. he was getting into it. And uh, everyone says that's really cool. I never saw it. But somebody tell me if it's good or not. I've never seen it. I, I, you know what I've, uh, other theories I've heard? is like an ending for SpongeBob. Because I don't know if they're ever going to end it. It's one of those shows that will yeah. probably live on forever. But man, can you imagine if they put an ending? I heard one time that someone like created the ending just for fun. Yeah. Basically, the ending was like, SpongeBob gets his driver license, becomes a manager. Squidward becomes like a famous, uh, <laughs> famous clarinet player. Yeah. Mr. Krabs retires and becomes super rich. Sandy, I can't remember everything, but then it says Patrick learns indeed that mayonnaise is an instrument, which is a little lame, but I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, he, what, what else is he going to do? And then it just like you pans out of the show and the narrator says like um, something really beautiful and like remarkable and then it just ends. I was like, whoa. That'd be a good ending. I would love that. They need a proper ending for it. I hope they don't just like, oh, right, well, we've driven it into the ground and dug as much money out of it as we can, so let's throw the cadaver corpse of a great show that it used to be into the garbage. I hope <laughs> they don't do that. Yeah, I, I hope they don't do that either. That would, that would be <laughs> terrible. It's so good. That, but you know, like like we were saying earlier, it's still appeasing to the young, the really, really young generation now, so... They just got to keep it going, you know? And once they get old, Tom Kenny will probably... He won't last forever. And then you can't replace SpongeBob voice. There's no way. 
You no, know what I mean? No. What if they had like an ending stored up in stock somewhere? Like his his vocals, and they would just put the art to it for that day when he passes on. You know really what I mean? Cool. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Well, one of the things that's different about the show, you were talking about how like it's influenced modern animation. Yeah. I was thinking about this. Um, it was a storyboard-driven show, which is the same way they ran Adventure Time and right. Steven Universe. Which are amazing powerhouses of shows. Yeah. Like the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons, they would have script. You know, people would write a script for the show, and then they would storyboard it based off of the lines. But they kind of did the reverse process for SpongeBob. As far as I know, it was one of the early adopters of this style where they would make the animation first and then fill in the storyline. They would just have like a skeleton of what was going to happen, nice. animate it, and then fill in the jokes and everything. I think that's the best way to do it, truthfully. Yeah, because it's more collaborative. Instead of siloing everybody off, like the script writers, the animators, the other people who do stuff. Yeah, the other people. <laughs> sound design, special effects, all that. You know what's and, crazy? Even the music is so like iconic you know yeah what I mean? it's like, like the background the music theme, yeah right? yeah which i don't see that in any other shows either yeah they they keep the song and like you watch any tiktok video you'll see like background spongebob music on some of their videos to this yeah. day you know what i mean yeah oh for sure yeah. don't you have like the spongebob uh playlist on i do i do <laughs> they're, they're all slammers i can't like here's something i believe they went so hard for us like on those songs i mean you got sweet victory which is what we opened up with the gary song ripped pants oh i love ripped pants um at fun f is for friends you know that one yeah uh what else it was for uranium bombs <laughs> it is for no survival um <laughs> What was it? I, I know that um, this grill is not a home. Oh, I love that one. Dude. This grill is not a home. <laughs> Mr. Krabs goes soulful. I man. would trade it all away. It's <laughs> so good. There's so, like and and even like the movie Goofy Gooper Rock. Like when he ends with a freaking guitar solo as he's hovering with a wizard suit yes. on. Yes. <laughs> and Patrick's got like those long legs with leggings on. Does like the splits for some reason. Yeah, those stripper legs. Yeah. What was up with that? I know. No. Wait, was Twisted? Who's the guy who did that? The Twisted, Twisted Sisters Sister, is the original. Right? Yeah, is I want to rock, but they were like, I'm a Gooby Gooba rock. And apparently, they got permission from that guy, something Snyder, I think his name. And he was oh, yeah. like, Oh yeah, I love SpongeBob. Please, that, that awesome. sounds great. Snyder's great. He came out in support of the Ukrainians too. It's a good man. Oh really? Yeah, he that's did. awesome. He, he, I didn't he was know like, that. Yeah, they can use my songs anytime they want as an anthem. I'm glad they do it. We're not gonna take it. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you? No, we're gonna take it. <laughs> Man, yeah. So we talked about the movie. Did you see the other movie, by the way? The not the uh, most recent one. That one sucked. Sponge to be on honest. the Run. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah that one was terrible. Didn't they have Camp Coral references in that one? I think so. But I mean, didn't talk about the before that. The middle one. The Sponge, Sponge, out, of Sponge out of Water. Yeah. Oh. That one was actually really good. Was it good? Okay. It was so trippy. Like they they go out of the universe and meet this dolphin who's like in control of watching the planets and then he's ah, my name is bubbles and he like just shoots things with the blowhole like it's a laser it's really what? weird it's out there it's a pretty dolphin out there. controls the planets yep he watches over the planets he's like a king or something. i don't know he's like i've been watching it for thousands of years and he's like oh god how far did we go in the future yeah it's it's bizarre but it's so hilarious crazy. 
The Man. movies are good. Not the that last one, though. Good. That one sucked. I hated that. I, I do vaguely remember the second one. I loved the first movie. Me and you got really like, drunk one night. I think we tried to watch it. Yeah, but okay, we, that's why I have vague there. memories of the dolphin <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah they, look, it. it comes in and out. I was yeah. really hammered. <laughs> I was quite hammered. I'll go ahead and say to the viewers, if you're of age, watching SpongeBob while inebriated is hilarious. Yeah, make a drinking Not, game of it. Yeah, like anytime. Um, oh, dude, let's make up a drinking game if right you now get for our really viewers. Wasted, really quick, every time SpongeBob laughs, take a drink. You'll be you'll be so blitzed by the last. <laughs> you'll be like I'm 12 minutes in and I'm already like wasted. Guys. Let's let's create a game on the spot here for our viewers if they okay. are of age. Just so if you ever have a day where you're able to drink, uh, let's say. Okay. Rule anytime one. Gary meows. Anytime Gary meows. Because he doesn't meow in every episode. That's yes. a good one. Rule number two. Anytime Squidward plays the clarinet, take a drink. Take a sip, yeah. And for for a shot, it'd have to be something pretty good, like yeah. Ooh, what would be a good one for a I shot? I don't know. I think here. How about when Sandy and SpongeBob do karate? There's a karate reference. Just oh, don't okay. watch one that's centrally themed on karate. Anytime you see Patchy the Pirate, ooh, you there gotta you take go. a sippy sip, which ooh. is also played by Tom Kenny of the SpongeBob or the Flying Dutchman. Ooh, okay, so the Flying Dutchman and, and, and Patchy, you gotta take a shot. Yeah. Because they show up pretty sporadically without warning. They They're just like, ah, I'm here. Anytime Patrick says something really profound, take a drink. Yes! Okay, that's plenty That's a plenty of base work right there. there you yeah, go. you'll be totally hammered by Let's like five episodes. There. Yeah. Yes. I love Live drinking. Live like Larry. Games. You too can be living like Larry, guys. <laughs> drink a bikini bottom while you're at it. Yes, that drink was actually really good. You wanna go ahead and rate this thing? Uh, let's see. Before we get into that, oh, let's anything see if we else touch we want to talk yeah. about? Any other important points? Any other theories you got? Oh, you know what? Uh, Actually, I, I have one cool, interesting fact. It's not like a huge thing, but okay. apparently they were going to call it Sponge Boy, but yeah. there was already a mop called that. So they had, <laughs> for trade purposes, they had to call it Sponge Bob. Thank God for that mop. Yeah, Sponge Boy SquarePants sounds kind of terrible. I hate that. Nope. Yeah. All I know is that, uh, well, I had this one whenever I mentioned it, that the, the Krabby Patty, Stephen Hillenburg confirmed it was vegetarian. It just makes me wonder. It's like, yeah. what is it? Coral? Or kelp? I don't know. I still think it's fish, man. I still. Think I it's like fish. that theory better than anything else. The fact that yep. they're cannibals. That just, that makes me feel good. Here's another fun <laughs> fact. Squidward used to have blonde hair. Confirmation of this, that episode, the original Fry Cook, when they, everyone talks oh my about how great God, that first Fry that's Cook was. Oh my God, that's true. Back when Krusty Krab had class. Wow. Yep. What would you do? Like, I, I want it so bad. I think there's a theme park somewhere that actually, like, it's SpongeBob themed and they sell, like, actual Krabby Patties. Oh, for real? I That'd would go cool. there, dude. Guys, if you want to fund our vacation to the SpongeBob uh, theme yeah, park, yeah, email us Venmo. My Venmo yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> I want. Okay. I also want to hear from our viewers. Like, feel again. We kind of mention this every time, but feel free to shoot us an email or comment and like tell us your favorite episodes. Because yeah. I love knowing. I love geeking out about SpongeBob and talking about your favorite episodes and seasons Absolutely. and all that good stuff. Every episode we do is something we truly are passionate about and yeah. love. So totally come together as a community and uh yeah we'll mention it next episode so, absolutely yeah. yeah we'll shout you out we don't care shout out to Where's the our... guy in turkey yes the guy in what's it called yeah oh in belgium <laughs> belgium that guy our, our biggest fan <laughs> we love you we do so much so anyway this <laughs> i love the incorporation of bubbles in that episode by the way which one just like the, how much he uses bubbles to create things, you know what I mean? Ooh, like he's got Bubble yeah, Buddy, he's got true. the whole he blows an elephant in the bubble stand episode. <laughs> it's a giraffe. 
Or the fact that he like blows a microphone in a bubble and like starts singing a song. Like <laughs> it's so good. They go to Atlantis to find the oldest bubble and he pops it by taking a picture of it. You remember that episode? <laughs> no, I didn't you see that. You don't, dude. That's, That's a really good one. Um no. and I love also the absurdity of the show and the fact that like it defies logic on purpose like the fact that they can't swim but they live underwater but yeah there's also a lagoon yeah or the fact that they they have a campfire but it's <laughs> it's under the same even patrick's like oh, wait yeah. if we're underwater how and then it goes out he's like oh <laughs> it's only real as long as they believe it's real it's, it's so funny oh yeah. man i love that too so uh, we do want to talk about one important thing, and that is the whole uh, "quote unquote" gay "quote unquote" controversy. Oh yeah, which, again, I remember that. Yes, totally pro LGBT here. We don't care about any of that. I remember but, being alive when that when that whole like everyone in the world was like, "Oh, SpongeBob's gay!" Like I knew it, you know that, and like yeah, freaking they were out trying about to say it. him and Patrick were lovers, you know? Yeah, and, and people our like created were all like, kinds oh, of. Oh my gosh, it was ooh. so taboo. Yeah, well, that was a definitely a different time where that was frowned upon. But now people are like, I, you know what's crazy? Tom Kenny actually laughed at it and supported the idea. Yeah. It shows how cool he was. No, he let was me like, show you. I got a quote from him, a literal quote. He said, I heard that gay viewers enjoy the show in the same way that lots of people, college students, parents, and children, like the show. I thought it was rather silly to hang an entire article on that. I don't think it's a case of it being a gay-friendly show. It's a human-being-friendly show. They're all welcome. Dude, that guy is the OG, bro. That's, that's I can't the believe that. Like that was from so... the Kenny's mouth. I don't know where the rumor or the the stigma or whatever you want to call it came from, but right, nobody really cared. Especially on the show, they were like, "All right, I guess he's gay." Anyway, continuing on, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was totally a non-issue. It's just when something gets so big, there's always haters. There's always going to be someone who goes too far on it, you know. That's that's a good point to all life, not to make it sort of like a profound type preach, brother, thing. But, but anytime you're doing the right thing, there's always going to be confrontation. You know what I mean? If you're on the right track of something good and something you're that you are, care about or building, there will always be conflict. And that's why you have to right. push through it and make it work, you know? That's a sign that you're really making progress when people start exactly. saying craziness to Exactly. You. Right now, everything's going good for us. So, I mean, we're not doing that great. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have no controversy in my life. Oh. Please, somebody send me hate mail. Real yeah, quick. yeah. Send us some hate mail. You suck. No, don't do that. Not yet. We can't handle it. We're too young. <laughs> can't we can't handle, handle it right now. <laughs> we're just a baby podcast. We're not ready for it yet. <laughs> But I, I think that 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 whole uh, thing. I, I love how I was reading. I think I mentioned actually like maybe two episodes before this when we were camping, that like people were like Burger King and all these other fast food restaurants were getting like giant inflatable SpongeBob's and put it on top of their building, and like teenagers would go stealing it. You yes, remember that? Yes, I do. And that news reporter that. said something about fingering teenagers, <laughs> dude. Shout uh, out to fingering teenagers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not, not the not, actual not the, uh, act of that, but like to the previous episode record. I think he you technically know, said yeah. all that from the record. We're just gonna <laughs> shout out to Finger. Oh God! No, no he said he said young, episode. He said young adults. Yeah, go go listen to that if you don't. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so a bunch of young adults would steal the inflatable SpongeBob's, and there was this news guy who said it. He said, um, "Reports are fingering young adults." And that's just, he just left it at that. He he meant like, we believe it's on. And I, dude, I was at work and I just busted out laughing in front. Of I was like, can you say that on live TV? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 
And there's so much like SpongeBob paraphernalia, even to this day. Like you can't right. go to any store, like a retro store or any store, really, without seeing something yeah. about SpongeBob. You know what I mean? Even the memes have become whole shirts. Now. They are. I don't head out. Over Twelve billion dollars in sales, and that's why they're never going to end this show. SpongeBob. Twelve yeah. billion. Twelve billion dollars. Oh my god, that's crazy. Man. That's more than than I have. Yeah. Same. By far. <laughs> I have like $12. That's probably more money than you and I will ever make in our life. Probably. And frankly, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that SpongeBob deserves it. insane amount of money. SpongeBob deserves it. I, I don't love, even know what to do. I love how the show centers around friendship. You know, SpongeBob yeah. and Patrick's friendship. That's like the most iconic friendship next to like Finn and Jake and, you know, oh, Shaggy and of- Scooby and all that, you know? Yeah, yeah, like the dynamic duo. Yeah, you know? like sure. like they'll never not be friends, and you you know that watching the show, and that kind of brings comfort. Like, dude, they're always going to be bros. You know what I mean? So this kind of brings me to the thoughts I was telling you about my overall thesis, because I have a very distinct memory from my childhood, where I had this old analog TV, and it was 2001. It was right after my birthday, because my birthday is September 8th. Nice. And then they kept showing that news report over and over again of the planes crashing into New 9/11. York, you know? Yeah, yeah, 9-11, the World Trade Center and all Never that. Forget. And uh, that was, you know, horrible, right? They ended school early. It was a whole thing. Yeah, I like, remember It that. really affected the country and changed the way America works forever. So I realized that in a post-9-11 America... <laughs> <laughs> in the oh, post 9-11 America sorry he did something really funny I'm, I'm not laughing at 9-11 no. 9-11 but is not funny at all in a post 9-11 America where we have been hit with the realities of the world and things just aren't the same Spongebob has kept that innocence that I feel like a lot of people lost on that day like a lot of our childhood we realized that the world is messed up mm. when that thing affected so many of us and so Spongebob is such a comfort show for that reason, because it still has that innocence where childhood prevails in the end. Mm. And at the end of the day, it's just about two people having fun. And that's all we really want to do is just have fun and hang out with that each other. That is true. As a human race. I mean, you know, you've got some really, you know, you turn on the news, it's nothing but sadness. I can't even watch the news anymore. It's all just like how terrible the world is, war going on, gas prices are going up, inflation, the president sucks, like all this terrible stuff. And even shows now, it's like everything is like, it's sort of a shock factor. Like you got like Breaking Bad, which is all like super heavy stuff. Right. And that's good, but Or Mr. I think... Pickles, where it's just like, it's funny, but it's like completely over the top. <laughs> so it's good to every now and then have that feel of like, hey, you have this show that just like, it's focused, like you said, on the... the the uh, childish imaginative yeah, that's what and wins that's what wins over purity the yeah so Squidward never wins because he's too much of a realist yeah whoa yeah whoa. you blew my and that's mind. not a bad thing that's a good thing it's, it's okay. just who he is it doesn't mean you're naive just because you still enjoy little things in life like a beautiful sunrise or the way someone laughs you know it's cool. This it's episode good. ended on a very like <laughs> profound <laughs> note. Remember <laughs> when he thought he, he he ate the pie, and then the explosion <laughs> happened. He's like, "I am such a good person," and then it blows up again. He's like blowing bomb bubbles for no reason. <laughs> oh, Squidward! I am such a good. You've person. seen it before. <laughs> Eleven times, as a matter of fact. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so many great episodes. I can't recommend that show enough. Yeah, we hope that um, this sparks a desire to go back and watch it from season one. 
Yeah, so yeah, good. definitely. It's a good show. And if you like that, um, any of the old school Nickelodeons or Oh, cartoons, there's so many OG ones. Like yeah. Courage the Cali Dog. I would say 100%. even Foster Home for Imaginary Friends is a good one. Cat yeah. Dog, Old School Rugrats. All those are great that ones. Rocco's school. Modern Life. I've never seen that. I haven't seen that one in a long time, but I remember liking it as a kid. And Tom Kenny is the, uh, I think he's like the, the, the heifer in that one. The cow. You know the cow, the yellow yeah, cow? I, yeah. He even said something like, I guess I just like playing lovable yellow creatures. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that was funny. What other, what other shows are there that's kind of like OG Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network? Uh, Angry Beavers. Although that's not like A-list. It's like maybe C or B class. Yeah. Ah, uh, Real Monsters. I'd say, you know, we've already mentioned it, but Adventure Time is a good one, if you've never seen it. Yeah, and then listen to our episode. Yeah, see what you think. <laughs> um, yeah, those are all those old school, like, Rugrats, like I said, Cat Dog and Chowder and all that good, like, Nickelodeon. Avatar, obviously. Those yeah. are all really good. Some of them are Avatar is a little too, more serious, but, yeah, but... Similar idea. Yeah. Uh, so, let's talk a little about the drinks, then. The Bikini Batem. What did you think? I feel like... With all the fruit mixtures, it, it it was very punchy. It would taste like a like I would drink that at a punch bowl at a party, no problem. I wouldn't think oh, yeah. about it. Like I said, definitely could see me scooping this out of a cooler as some good old <laughs> juice. Like, as far as like tasty. a professional drink, like I could see myself drinking on the beach. Yeah. 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 Or a Bahama breeze. Yeah. On the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, because of that, I think I'll give it like a uh, I'll give it like a seven. Really? It was I'm tasty. Oh, go ahead. It, 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 the, the sweetness was good. I think I'm personally, I like a little bit of bitterness. So the fact that I had no bitter kind of makes it a little less for me. Mm. But um, I give it a seven. It is high in the sweet factor, I'll admit. So yeah. if you like a stiffer drink, it's not for you. But if you like daiquiris and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. Make this bikini bottom and then go play a drinking game with SpongeBob. Yes. Because right I'm giving this an <laughs> eight out of ten, personally. Because I like the sweetness. It doesn't taste just like sugar. It tastes like fruity, refreshing flavor. Yeah, you can really not... You can't even... Like, the coconut rum, all you taste is the coconut. I didn't taste any rum. None whatsoever. I know. Me neither. I could have made it a little stronger, probably. Probably, yeah. But, you know... Anyway, it's a great drink. Uh, What you been up to in life, my friend? We didn't talk about Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess they kind of ended it catching up. um, You know, nothing really... I got a new job. And it pays really well. I'm I'm very excited about that aspect because I was working on a job that just uh, making 15 an hour. It was rough. And you I mean, you know, y- yes. And with two incomes, it's fine. But you know, we have a house, so it's a little more hard to take yeah. care of the mortgage and all that. But with this new job, it's it's super amazing. So that's pretty much the only thing new for me is that uh, the new yeah. job. Congratulations, by the way. What about yeah, you, I man? Said it. Well, for me, the main thing I did is um, I finished this last semester of college because I'm one of those people who's been in college forever. So I know. I <laughs> it's been that. so long I since I know left. you. But anyway, I went and visited the uh, Southwest to kind of celebrate yes. that. So I went out to New Mexico and visited some friends. I saw the Sandia Mountains. You saw some of the Breaking Bad stuff, which we did an yes. episode on too. I took Go pictures with some of the sets from Breaking Bad, like the... Uh, Blue Palace and nice. the duplex where Jesse and uh, what's her name? Jane. Jane. Jesse and Jane lived. Yeah, no, it's awesome. So Albuquerque's totally cool. That's it's awesome. way different from here in the southeast, you know. Here it's wet. There's a lot of big trees. Yeah. There's a lot of bugs. Over Ugh. there, it was dry, dusty, windy, and sand everywhere. It was, was kind of cool. I kind of liked it. 
I would uh, like to go there. Maybe we'll make a road trip up there sometime. We'll do a podcast one day in New Mexico. Yeah, or at the back. Grand Canyon. Yes! Yeah, that'd be <laughs> sick. Well, viewers, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Also, you should totally go check out our previous ones. We mentioned Breaking Bad, Adventure Time, Avatar. You should totally go check those out. Those are amazing. We love talking about cartoons, obviously. Yeah, yeah. If you have any recommendations for other shows, uh, send us an email at thehappyhourpower at gmail.com. Yes. We got that. We got a TikTok. I think it's Happy Hour Power mm-hmm. on TikTok. We're going to uh, make a TikTok of us making this drink, and we'll post that up on there yeah, if yeah. you guys want to you know, watch along and stuff. Also got Instagram, too, if you want to take a look at some of the pictures of the drinks we're drinking. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got everything rolling. So... Rest in peace, Steven Hillenberg. Definitely. I feel like I should have cheers to him. I will next time, though. Definitely. All right, guys. Hold on to that innocence. Hold on to it! Never let go!